In the following live session recording, Paul Bragg of Crimson Link in Atlanta, Georgia, will talk about improving your ground game in print and mail. In this session, the listener will learn how to use simple print and mailing tips to tell your story and to help your church members tell theirs. Let's join Paul now. So so let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for uh, the time that we have to share together right now tonight. Uh, God, I just thank you that uh, through bringing me to Crimson Inc. to, to work, in a position that I never saw that you would bring me into to do sales for a company. You've opened my eyes up to something far bigger than me and it's incredible to watch how you've used something like a print company to help churches further your kingdom work. And God, I'm glad that I just get to be a small part of that and that tonight maybe with those that are in the room right now that God, you might open up our eyes and our ears and maybe just allow us to get a small glimpse of how you're using this to further your kingdom work. Uh, so God, will you just take control of the time we have together and just uh, use it now. Uh, use it for your glory. Uh, use it to educate us and equip us and better prepare us uh, to be stewards of what you have provided, but to also uh, to do a better job as we're being equipped to be your hands and feet to spread the gospel. Um, through our mouth, through our actions, but also through print material. So God, we just ask that uh, you meet with us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, I want to start with a big question. Why Crimson Ink? Why Crimson Ink? Uh, I'll give you a short little backdrop. Uh, Back in 1936, the company was Lawrence Ink. Lawrence is the last name of the family that started this company in 1936, George Lawrence III, uh, actually George Lawrence Sr. Now, three generations later, George Lawrence III is the owner, along with his younger brother, Gary Lawrence. Uh, And in addition to my co-worker who's on the cruise, he and a few others helped to not just rebrand, but kind of add to the company another side of who we are and started Crimson Inc. several years ago. Uh, eight years ago, the company interviewed me and asked the question, I'm not sure why we're going to, or made a statement, I'm not sure why we're going to hire you. Maybe you need time to clear your head while God moves you to where he wants you next. But we think that you might fit and work out with us and Crimson Inc., being that you were in youth ministry, so let's give it a shot. You have no experience in sales other than you sold Jesus to teenagers and children and adults and maybe even to grown-ups for 20 years. Uh, you should at least be able to relate to people and talk to people and that may be a win. I think it's been far more than a win for the eight years that I've done this. Um, I've never been called a salesman. I've never been told I was pushy. I've never been told that I made anybody feel uncomfortable about why aren't you using what we're trying to sell you and what do you mean $5,000 for 500 is too much money? You can do this. Uh, So I love what God's doing. And I want to tell you a little bit behind the company coming up with Crimson Inc. and why. Uh, Early on, as a company, we became very familiar, and these guys, even before my time, became very familiar with how important it was to have print stories that were illustrating the gospel and the communication of what the church was trying to do in media to help advance the gospel and the Word of God. One of the most moving stories, and it's in your red letter Bible that I've laid there in your chair for you, and maybe you picked up one earlier, is the story uh, inside the front cover on about page two of Louis Klopsch. Louis Klopsch was an editor at the time of a magazine called the Christian Herald Magazine. And he came up with the idea while working on an editorial one day after reading Matthew 26, verse 28, which reads, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remissions of sins. He read that and he turned to his mentor then at the time, Reverend Thomas DeWitt Talmadge, and he said, What would you think if we took the words of Jesus and put them in red ink? Which Dr. Talmadge responded, I'm not sure it would do any harm 
but it may actually do a lot of good. So why don't we do that? So they began working on writing the words of Jesus in red ink. Now, fast forward from the first publication back in 1899 with red ink to my early childhood days in the late 1970s when I used to pick up a Bible and turn to just the red letters because I knew as a kid these are the words of Jesus in red. I sometimes wouldn't even read anything else in the Bible, but I'd sit there in church and thumb through my Bible and find the red letters and start reading them. No idea how or why. I just assumed Moses and Abraham did this, you know. I mean, I didn't know. But the true story behind it was Lewis Klopsch had an idea after reading the scripture and working on an editorial that we should put letters in red. What we've learned from that point moving forward and as a child is that what we do with print, even just changing the ink sometimes, helps to better tell the story of what we want to communicate. It's something as simple as, let's just change the words of God to red ink, has a great impact even on an eight-year-old child in a little small church who's not listening to the preacher, but he's thumbing through his Bible and reading red letters. Well, why not today as a print company, why not produce a Bible and this isn't necessarily a Bible, but it's God's Word that we just put only the words of Jesus in red ink in this book for us to use. And I can't tell you how many copies we've handed out, how many requests we've had for it, even tonight how many people wanted one, how much uh, discussion there was about these for the short while we were at the table looking at them together and handing them out to people. So these are free to you, a gift to you. I've got boxes down at the tables in these chairs that you're welcome to keep and take. But that's just a little bit of the back story behind Crimson Inc. We have a little slogan. We want to help churches get their faith story read. R-E-D. Red. The Blood of Jesus. The Red Letter Book. So that's sort of a back story behind Crimson Inc. and how we came about the, t the name and the title. Uh, Phil Bottle, you may or may not know with Rethink Communication, he says this about the church. The church doesn't have a message problem, but the church has a message delivery problem. The book Unchristian that was written by Dave Kinnaman and Gabe Lyons included a survey of Americans under the age of 30 and what their view of Christians were. And the survey results came back that Christians were way too opinionated, they were very hypocritical, they were way too focused on converts, they were sheltered and too political and judgmental. So what our hope is, is that we would have to agree that if that's what their opinion is, right or wrong, that's their opinion. And if that's their opinion, then our message, our presentation, maybe needs to be changed and better communicated because we all know as a church body what we want to do is love on people and draw people closer to God. But that survey provided answers that were completely opposite of what we want to accomplish as a church. So we're finding that by using some print material to help communicate to a generation that is now very media driven, we have postcards that we can print You've all seen these that have the little QR codes on it that you can scan with your phone and bring up another website that it takes you to. We have the ability now to embed images into print that you can hold your phone over and it bring together a live video instantaneously on your phone and it be your pastor and giving a personal invitation to an event just for them that's in a postcard that also talks about that event. And that's new technology that's just come out in the last year or so. Um, so there's a lot that we want to do, that we can do, and that we're you know, trying to do, and we're testing out with churches to just help better communicate our story so that the next survey that comes out doesn't get those kind of res results. The, the church is absolutely opposite of everything they're trying to be. Uh, our communication plan is going to have to evolve past bulletins and the church marquee but I found 
I love church signs. <laughs> there was uh, a year when I was serving at a church called First Baptist of Union City, Tennessee. And one of my jobs as youth pastor was to change the sign every week to something different. I found it interesting that at times I would try to change the sign to say something that I thought might provoke maybe even anger in the people that drove down the street and read it. Not trying to stir and run people away from church, but to get people to think and not just look at a sign and go, oh, isn't that cute? God died for your sins. But a sign that says something more thought-provoking. I used to think the best one I ever came up with was three nails plus one cross equals forgiven. And then I saw it on every church sign I drove by over the last you know, 20 years. I went, okay, so what are churches doing? Well, here's just a couple of them that I came up on that maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. Uh, if you like them, use them. If not, you know, don't tell anybody. This is the only class I teach this whole weekend, so if it doesn't go over, it's okay. <laughs> I'm not doing it again this week. <laughs> uh, let's see, one of them here said, do you spend your time with God's book or Facebook? I can see that being a good church sign to put up today. Store the Bible in your heart, not on a shelf. Acting up in church is like dressing up for an x-ray. Don't give up. Moses was once a basket case. Some of these you probably have heard before. <laughs> Our sign broke. Come inside for the message. There you go. <laughs> God recycles. He made me from dust. Jesus is God's selfie. <laughs> Honk if you love Jesus. Text and drive if you want to meet him. Yeah, there you go. Uh, God wants spiritual fruit, not religious nuts. <laughs> Need a lifeguard? He walks on water. For some reason, this is my favorite. The best vitamin for a believer is B1. Visitors welcomed, members expected. <coughs> Lord, help us to be the people our dogs think we are. Mm. I mean, some of these are very thought-provoking. Some are just outright, you know, silly. Uh, like, there's a few I scratched off that I said I wouldn't, wouldn't want to read, but uh, I was going to waste, but Jesus recycled me. God is our wireless provider. And here's the last four that I thought were the greatest of all. Prophecy class canceled due to unforeseen circumstances. <laughs> what happens in Vegas is forgiven here. <laughs> Keep using my name in vain, and I'll make rush hour longer. <laughs> That's true around Atlanta. Prayer, the original wireless connection. Pretty interesting. Church signs have a purpose and a place, no doubt. But we want to help with print media and communication at a different level. And uh, a book was written, and you may have heard the terminology tribes, and you may have heard that more often in recent months and even years than prior. But Gabe, uh, Seth Godin, I'm sorry, Seth Godin wrote a book titled Tribes, and he says that if you let people know who you are those who are like you will connect with you if you just simply let people know who you are and that's kind of our strategy behind using print material is to let the people know who we are if it was as simple as at 10:30 we have sunday service and our doors are open and we are pushing people away because the community around us knows church started at 10:30 or 11 a.m and it's Sunday, that's what we're doing, we're all just gonna go. We wouldn't have a need to do any of this print, any of this marketing, any of this advertising. But if we wanna face the reality, we're up against a world. We're up against a world. We're competing, like it or not, against what the world's offering. Whether it's TV programming, sporting events, entertainment at the movies, the bowling alleys, school events, kids, programming, and activities. There is a lot going on. And I can tell you from 20 years of having served as a youth pastor and raising young children during those days, I said I would never be the parent 
who missed Sunday service or Wednesday night church because I had a sporting event to go to. And then last year, I became that parent. And I sat by myself in the car one day watching my son having Wednesday night practice instead of us being at church, having that conversation. How did this happen? How did we get to a point? Okay, so I'm spending nearly $2,000 for him to be on this team because it's the team to be on. It's going to set him on a path to greatness and we'll get free college tuition because of this. So it's going to pay off. God understands and we love God. And I'm talking to people at the uh, other parents about God on Wednesday night at the ballpark. It's okay, you know, and I'm reasoning it and reasoning it and reasoning it while in the back of my mind going, you became that person. <laughs> you became that very person who said you'll never your dad didn't let you, you're not letting them, and here you are today. This is exactly what you're doing. How are you doing this? And I know from experience that we're competing against, and, and, and not that any of us bad, but we're competing against it. And I think that was the hardest struggle I had in my days in youth ministry was feeling like I was always trying to outdo what the world was providing. I was always trying to make what I did look more entertaining and more exciting and something that was a bigger draw, a bigger show than what the theater had or than what the sporting event had going on uh, or what episode The Bachelor, Bachelorette had going on that <coughs> night that, you know, it's a sad day to think people didn't show up to church this night because the Amazing Race was happening at 6.30 and so you lost half your crowd for 10 weeks or whatever because they all had to be home. Thankfully we have TiVo and we can record that now, right, and watch it later on. but. So, if you let people know who you are, they will connect with you. There are families near you within a five mile radius, but do they know who you are as a church? Do the people around you know that you're a church about missions? Do they know that you're a church about feeding the hungry? Do they know you're a church about supporting orphanages? Do they know that you're a church that's building houses and working with Habitat for Humanity or World Changers. And, like, do they know this is what you do before they even come into the doors of your church? Because what we want to do is get them into the door of our church by letting them know who we are. And if they know who you are before they even come to your church, they already feel connected to you. If your pastor comes in and says he's the new guy, you just hired him, but his history was playing quarterback in Tennessee, what do you do? You tell your community right away. Let's say it's Peyton Manning. Let's say we're so lucky that Peyton Manning became a pastor and he's a pastor at your church. We're going to tell that every soul within 100,000 miles of our church, hey, we have Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you don't know it, Peyton Manning was a great quarterback and he's pastoring our church now. Well, you know what happens? Every football player within 100,000 miles is going to come to your church now because they connect with Peyton Manning because they connect with his connection to sports and football. So a lot of Sundays during football season, we sit around in the pews listening to our pastor start holding up Crimson Tide banners and Georgia Tech banners, whatever, and talking about the big game stuff. And a lot of us are like, going, oh man, this ain't about sports. Let's talk about Jesus. This is why we're here. He's trying his hardest to connect on a personal level so that people will give him the time of day to talk about what really matters, even if it takes five or ten years for that relationship to build and happen for them to allow Jesus into their life. He's just trying to connect. Years ago when I was working as a youth pastor, I also was working as a contemporary pastor at that church and I was preaching every Sunday. I made one statement and one message one time about my days as a baseball player didn't think anything about what I was saying. I just mentioned it. After the service, I had a young family join our church. And the husband said, I'm going to tell you why we're joining. When you started talking about baseball, your story was 100% the same story that I had as a kid growing up playing baseball. And he said, I connected. Like, I completely connected to what you had to say. And I realized that you weren't any different than me. You just found Jesus and were living for Him. And I, I realized I can do that too. But it was the story about your sport days that connected me to that. So we need to let people know what we're about. 
and using print media, using postcards, uh, will help to reach those people. If you're a traditional church, you gotta let the community know you're a traditional church. You don't need people showing up going, well, let's go check out that church. They got a cool building and they sit down and go, oh, they turn off all the lights and they rear out the guitars and the drums and the flashing lights and strobe lights and the smoke and like we had no idea we wouldn't come here. Because there's another church, probably 10 churches within a mile that's perfect for what they're looking for. So you don't want anybody showing up to your church guessing and testing to see what you're about. You would love to let them know before they get there. And there's a lot of different ways we can do that. Uh, one of the simplest, of course, is sending out postcards. I put some of these in your chairs. It's a simple postcard that we can do. And if you're interested, uh, we can do these and custom do these. You can go online and do these. You can go on our online store to do these. Uh, but you can do exactly what you're holding in your hands, postage included, 20 cents a piece, and all we ask is for a minimum of 5,000, and that includes a list to mail out to the people around you. So we could get, do the math, 20 cents a piece, 5,000 postcards. We could send that out in a one mile, five mile, 10 mile radius of your church and help promote Easter services, Super Bowl Sunday, you know, whatever it is you got that you're doing. But what we came up with was a plan to try to financially make it possible for any size church to do some things. And these don't even have to be mailed out. These can be printed and then you hand them out. But we suggest if you're gonna do handouts that you take something maybe that's even a little smaller that we call rave cards and have your church congregation uh, pick these up on Sundays, print you a hundred, print you a thousand, and it advertise the next big event that's coming up in a few weeks. Tell us the story of who you are on the front and the back. It could be like this, and you've got them in your chair. It could be one that unfolds into several panels, uh, but quite simply, you could do just a one piece of paper like this. My church does them and they're about this size, and we have them just about every Sunday. And there's hardly a Sunday that doesn't go by that our pastor doesn't say, make sure you pick up some of those rave cars on your way out, give them to your neighbors, give them to the people you're sitting by at the game you're at, give them to your friends, parents, and others at the school event you're gonna be at this week, give them to your coworkers, and just let them know. It's just a simple invite to church. Here's our sermon title for next Sunday, or the series that we're in, and a website listed on it and maybe a note that says we're a blended service or we're a contemporary service or we have seven services Thursday night Saturday night Sunday morning Sunday night pick one come to it uh, but it's just getting it out in their hands and it's impactful and affordable and something that's making a difference or I know the churches that we do these for that have and 15 and 20,000 memberships wouldn't waste their time doing it if it wasn't proven successful for them as well. So we see what's working and it's kind of neat to be on our side of things. It's real neat to be on the side that I'm on because I was in the doors of the church on staff for so long to be on the other side and going, this is absolutely working. I may be in a hundred different churches a month and I hear all their stories. So I'm seeing what's working and what's not. And these things are being very beneficial for them and I think could be for you on an affordable level. Um, do you guys have any questions before I go any deeper into this? It's probably hey, correct me if I'm wrong, what I feel you're saying is <clears throat> we still cannot, and you're not suggesting this, I know, we cannot get away from the fact that the Scripture's command is for us to go. Right. Exactly. Word of mouth and will forever be... No matter what kind of media we use, mm -hmm. 
we cannot replace the scripture's command. Not at all. So well, when we go, right? I think we need to work together and try to figure out what is the most effective and what looks good mm -hmm. to put in somebody's hand. I like your exactly. your last suggestion there, those cards. Uh, you know, I don't see why. Everybody has a business card. You showed one a while ago. Mm -hmm. We've got them. Y'all got them. Everybody has a business card. But what's it have on it? has our name and our position and a phone number and the name of the church. Pretty much it. Yep. Why couldn't we print up a business card, business card size, that looks very good, but maybe a little bit more information on it, a map on the back of where you're located, exactly. service times, what's involved with all that, and any time you meet anybody, mm -hmm. going through the grocery store line or anyone, put it in their hand. Put it in their hand. And that's the put key. Put it in their hand. And that doesn't cost, you don't pay mailing costs for that. No, and that's the key, is, is that <clears> you personally <throat> hand it to somebody. Yeah. Because um, you want to promote your church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to promote your church to your church. No. Right, there you go. And you don't want that, to necessarily... That, that don't make any sense. Right. They already know the nuances. They already know the sayings. They already know what we're going to do. They can see that every week. That yeah. They're there. Yeah. They can see it in the weekly handout. But you want to promote your church to the ones who are not there. Mm -hmm. Whether, you know, what we got to help our church congregation understand is if we took a rave card, a business card, has a little message on there, even just not much more than our church title, our church address, our church website, sermon series, whatever. And if all we're able to do is say, I, I want to give you this, it's about our church, it tells you where we meet, what time we meet, it's where I go, it's where my family goes, it's where John goes, you know John, we'd like to invite you. If that's all that ever comes out of that and they take it and they leave with that, that's a thought that will forever linger in their mind and in their hearts that God can use. They may take it home and put it on their dresser. They may pick it up in two weeks. Probably the greatest story I have, and it doesn't have to do with salvation or church attendance, but I took my business card when I was working at my church, and I went to a gentleman that owned some property next to where I deer hunted. And I went to him with my business card, and I said, Mr. Herb, this is who I am. I'm the youth pastor at Heatherwood Baptist Church. I hunt down the street, but I'd like to hunt on your property if you're okay. Well, with a very stern and almost fearful no and get off my property and don't you ever step over here and don't let me hear. I'm like, okay, glad I asked before I came on over. Would you know that about two years later, he's contacting me and saying, I kept your business card. And I would love for nothing more than you to come over here and hunt now. Wow. I was like, really? <laughs> it's like my wife can't stand these deer eating on her flowers, and I've been trying to get with you, and I found your car, you know, on my desk the other day from two years ago. So that has nothing to do with coming to church, but it shows the power of just a business card mm -hmm. if somebody just keeps it. You know, we don't have the Rolodexes like we had back in the day. We have cell phones now, but... And even, uh, and even like... Don't raise your hand. <laughs> Most people don't need it home very much anymore. No, no. You know. True. Uh, everybody eats out. I don't care if it's Crystal or Stony River Steakhouse. <laughs> everybody eats out somewhere. Mm -hmm. Why couldn't you make up a business card? But you got You got to teach you. You got to teach Christians how to tip. I was going to say, don't you leave that yeah. business card unless yeah. you tip yeah. it. And you better tip at least twenty percent if you're going to do this. Yeah. But print up a nice business card that simply says, "Thank you for your service today." Thank you for your service to me today. And then maybe it could be a fold business card. And you can open it up or something and tell you who you are, mm -hmm. who your church is, where your church is located, and just a simple love to have you worship with us sometime. Mm -hmm. Yep. Leave Absolutely. And after they pick up the large tip and pass out on the floor from the card, then they might come and worship with you one day. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, it's about outreach, right? It is. Reaching out, not in. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, the, the artistic side of all of this, the creativity behind it, 
That's, that's where we and our graphic designer and our team can play a part because what we want is we want you all, we want the state of Georgia, you know, we want everyone to take advantage of us who's been doing the legwork since 1936 in and out of churches, printing for them, no longer printing that for them, printing this for them. Now we're printing this for them and for them and them and them and them because it's working for all of them. We find it so comical at times that we'll print something for one customer. <clears throat> Maybe it's this. And within six months, we'll have 20 different versions of this for 20 different religious organizations and churches who saw this as a sample. Because I take the same stuff you see here when I go to see a new church or a new customer or client and I hand this stuff to them because this is the stuff that works what I've laid out on these chairs and in your chairs are a few of the things that's working for those customers they still do them year after year after year and others are copying it but just putting their information on it now whether it be the size of it the feel of it you know and all that the, the, people take all that into consideration they don't just look at it and go oh that remarkable magazine was done by Chick-fil-A, so it must work because that's Chick-fil-A. So we're all going to do it the same way. Don't change anything about it. Just put my content on it, but we want to copy that completely. And and to a lot of it, that's kind of what they do. People, I mean, honestly, isn't that what we all do? It is. No matter what. So like instead of trying to reinvent we stuff, our cars, we do what works. But what we do from the graphic design standpoint is our graphic designer who's designing everything that you get now from Georgia Baptist. He designs every bit of that. And then we print every bit of it. And you were telling me earlier that you've seen a change over the last several years from how it kind of looked back in the day. I was using clip art. I was literally cutting images out of a little booklet and taping it to white paper and then sticking it on a photocopier and copying it in black ink and using that for a bulletin at my church. But, so is everybody else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But believe it or not, there's people out there that do that still. But then there's people that print a bulletin that really looks like this. It's got codes all over it for you to scan that takes you to another outside link that tells you so much more. It's got videos embedded that now they're watching on their phones and sermon series from the past two weeks that they missed and sermon notes and announcements and like that this printed piece is what drives them all there uh, and, and just the way it's designed and how it looks so we're not asking you guys to be creative in the sense of everyone needs to become a graphic designer right now and start thinking outside the box and trying to copycat all the big strong churches in our state we're just saying Crimson Inc. will handle all of that. What we want is for everyone to sort of get on board with how can we make these things happen? Because we're more about trying to make sure things would be affordable. I know the churches I worked at, and I worked at five over those 20 years. Every one of them. Oh, we don't have a budget for that. I want to send a postcard out. I want to send a postcard out to 5,000 people to invite them to my fifth quarter after the football game Friday night. And I want to do that for the next six weeks or we ain't got a budget. Well, we need to do this. How are you going to do it if we don't have a budget? Right. Let's create a budget for next year. We can't create a budget for next year. That's just not the budget. Unless we get 20 more families here who are tithing, you know, we won't have a budget. We can't do it. So we understand budget and finances. Okay? It's real faith. I think it's a big asset to our company that two of us were youth pastors long enough, 17 years and 20 years, to understand budget meetings and finances. and So we created on our Crimson Inc. website, and you have it now. This is the very first time anybody's seeing it. It's this card here where we are offering a 20% discount off of our online store. Uh, and what I want to do is, if this will work, which it should, I'm going to take you to our online store and let you let you see it yourself. Uh, 
this is so new that I am getting to go to it for the first time with you. If you go to our online store and scroll down, you begin to see options of some of the things that you could order for your church online. This is not to remove you from needing to talk to me or anybody at Crimson Inc. and have a personal conversation with us because we value that greatly and want to do that. But this is to help you expedite, if you would, what you need while you're sitting in your office or at your home and it's nighttime or whatever and you want to be on your computer looking at some options on maybe doing business cards or maybe doing greeting cards or flyers or freestanding flags and banners and envelopes and event tickets and on and on and on you'll see. But you can go to our site uh, and let's say you are into doing, let's say door hangers because that's a good church print piece and I've got one over there somewhere that people do. But you go to our site and you click the product for door hangers. You can pick the size that's already custom made what you want to go with. You can pick the quantity that you want to go with even all the way up to 50,000 if you want it. Uh, you can pick the type of paper you want, the finish on the paper, color on one side or both if you want, the type of arch to the top for it to hang over a door. Uh, but you can choose all this on here and it show you the price immediately for what you're wanting to get. You got a uh, question, that little red dot beside all those, is that like cover here and it'll tell you what that means, like paper type? Here. Mm -hmm. Down, like underneath paper type. If I went to that, would it say, you know, 100 pound paper is heavier than 50 pound paper? Uh, paper like types. opening that up right now for you? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like somebody like me that doesn't work in this, if like I don't you don't know. understand that, that would be the perfect time that you would go to the phone number and just call and say, hey, I'm looking at getting door hangers. I, I like what I see so far, but I'm not sure I know what this 100-pound gloss book or 14PTC2S, like right. what? See, That's when we'll step in and it. talk. Okay. Yeah. You could actually, I mean, you could Google it and probably get the answer pretty quick on most all of this as well, but... I'll be honest, I never knew what it was either until I started working for the company and had to learn it all that 14 point C2S meant C meant coated, 2S meant two sides, it meant both sides. But the oh, paper right. is coated. Right, gotcha. So it's got a, a soft or a shiny yeah. side to it. Uh, a lot of people do postcards and they'll be C1S, meaning mm -hmm. one side's coated, very glossy and shiny, the other side's not, so that you can hand write if you wanted to and not worry about it smearing. But so yeah, some of that you would call and customer service would pick up immediately okay. and they would answer your question on the spot. You know, this is midnight, but yeah. you have my information and my, that rings my cell phone, so you can call me at midnight. <laughs> and I'll tell you while you're setting up what you're wanting to do. Okay. I, literally, uh, you can call and get me on my cell phone 24 seven and uh, I get it all weekend. I sometimes get phone calls during the middle of church on Sunday mornings. Like, what are you doing? We have church on Saturday night. Okay, then. <laughs> we don't. Uh, but we're literally opening this up now to all of you uh, here at the event. So, And there's a lot of options here on things you can look at online that we have available. Um, stickers, roll labels, uh, postcards, the mounted canvas. Uh, all products. I think they set it up so then this will actually just list everything that would be available online. But this is, you know, we have a lot of customers that do a lot of printing. A lot of it requires us to design it all and to work and to go meet with them face to face and to plan stuff out with them. Some stuff, they're very well versed in what they're doing and, and if they want business cards, they'll just go in there and order. and. and get 100 or 250 and move on and be done. But they may need to contact us to help them with the file and design that for them and do it. This may not be of any use, but we're finding that a lot of our regular customers 
benefit from this greatly, just the thought of it being available. So we made it available for them. Uh, the thing about it, today's society, everybody's on their phones, computers, iPads, uh, everybody's buying off of eBay and Amazon and like everything's being delivered at your doorstep, everything's microwavable, you know, and so we're kind of being forced almost into that playing field to make that available too, but getting your church message out, I think our greatest asset is simply that, and I lose this, use this loosely, but we're so churchy as a company that we could go sit in any church service and you would think we'd been lifelong members at any of them. Probably almost any denomination because we, we just get it. Some of us had to go through that for our training before becoming ministers and some of us just get it because we've had 8 and 10 and 15 years of going into different churches every week to talk about print and to observe what they're doing and to help them with what they're doing. Um, you know, I can't say we've ever printed stuff that we saw was a flop or a failure that we did it. It all served a purpose and it all worked in favor with the event they were doing. Postcards we've seen come back and come back strong and for many they are recognized as a church and what they're about, their story, what type of church they are because of the continuous postcard mailer that they send out where they blanket their community and they do it on a consistent regular basis and they promote the events that are coming up but they promote their church and they're telling who they are and what they are and one church in particular and they're not a Baptist church but they are a church who primarily the only people that are going there are bikers truckers, smokers, drinkers, uh, ex-convicts, ex-got-out-of-prison, divorcees, druggies, and is standing room only. Now the pastor had that as his past, so they can relate to him. I went to attend because I thought, well, what is going on with this church? I get a postcard just about every week from this church talking about how they're the church for the rest of us. They just told me who they are. We're the church for the rest of you. We're not the church for the clean, grew up in Sunday school, grew up in discipleship training, went to training union. Y'all remember those? Yeah, I do. All right, that's me. Like, you won't fit in at our church because at our church when you pull up, you're gonna walk through a cloud of cigarette smoke on your way to the front door and we ain't frowning on them and we're not pushing them away our arms are wide open and they're coming in and they're surrendering their lives to Jesus and they're getting saved and they're following Christ and they're learning to deal with any addictions they had or any past that they had most of us wouldn't be addicted to certain drugs or certain lifestyles and behaviors and instantaneously just be over it we'd have to work our way through that and find victory in it every day. So this church takes them just as they are and they promote that. And they don't put out a postcard that says, you know, if you grew up in a squeaky clean, clean Southern Baptist church back in the 1960s and 70s, we probably aren't for you. But their postcard shows two guys sitting on a couch with their arms around each other. Their postcard might show people sitting at a bar counter with a Budweiser in their hand and a cigarette in their hand and the slogan, you know, we're, this is the church for the rest of you. And the pastor of that church understands there's not probably too many churches like this out there. But there's people that I'm trying to reach who aren't going to go to your church. Because you're going to stop them at the door and tell them, mm, not for you. But you'll have people stumble in after a long Saturday night still intoxicated and sat there wide-eyed listening to music and singing or whatever but maybe they come sober the next time maybe they catch on maybe they join his small group or he disciples maybe they show up to the church's AA type meeting that he has you know and, but he begins to reach them so he promotes that through his postcards 
Now, none of us are going to send a postcard out like that. But our postcard should tell who we are and should be clear to those around us. This is the kind of church we are. The, the card that we hand to people, the card we hand to a, a waitress or waiter, should tell who we are, as well as the person handing it over. It should be a, a telltale sign of what we're like, you know, what our church is like. So we want to be a resource. We've got it. We can handle the graphic side of things and the designing side of things, the print side of things. We can come to your church and sit with you and talk about ideas with you. We can literally hold your hand through the whole process to get you what works and deal with and work out any of the financial side of stuff being that you know we've been family owned and operated and church minded from the start. The founding great grandfather was a deacon here at First Baptist back when the company was formed in 1936. Uh, so they're pretty strong rooted here at First Baptist. Um, the the early early years, my boss owner goes to church with me uh, at Crossroads Church in Noonan, where we attend. So is the company based here? The company is based just up the road, about eight or nine miles, uh, at the end of Jonesboro, right on the south edge of the Atlanta Airport. So just upward, seventy-five and two eighty-five all connect. We're off of seventy-five South Jonesboro Road. So when you when you make an order, or you mm -hmm. have you got your guys like design some stuff. Do you get a digital copy? Like yes. You get right to a digital copy, so you can put it on your website or whatever. There's something that we work on for you, or a file that you send us that you want to print. We send you back a digital copy, and we send you. I say send you. We hand deliver the printed copy of exactly what you're getting. So if you said I wanted to do this, and this is actually how it's going to look, I drive over to your church. And I go, here's what you ordered. This is one of them. Do you like this? Show it to your team. Have a meeting with it. Call me when you're done looking at it or whatever. But then you literally sign your name on there. We're good to go. And I pick it up when you're done or I stay with you to look at it. I take it back to the company. And I go, we have their signature. They're good with this. Our pressmen take it back to the press. They hold it back there next to their printers and they start printing and as the sheets come off they hold the sheets pick up this original copy that you like and they match the sheet to this to make sure everything's still lining up just right based on all the technical numbers that they had to key into the computer system to print it to tell it what to print but yes uh, the only time that you don't get exactly what you want is say you were going to print this postcard well, this is a special postcard with scratch-off. You see these a lot of times from car dealerships, but this is a ministry down in Orlando called Student Leadership University, and they wanted something to scratch off for their four different programmings. They do a 101, 201, 301, 401, and we can't print this one time and then show it to you. This gets printed as a sample with green dots to show you where these scratch-offs are going to be. Then the scratch-off gets put on the whole 500 or 50,000 when they print at once. Mm -hmm. If you want a book that has soft touch, and all of these books have it on there, so when you held it, you might have noticed in your hands that kind of felt different, drastically different than how this feels. Well, that's a soft touch laminate that's put on these. You can't just do one copy with the soft touch on it. Once you set up the machine and the soft touch laminate to be printed, it's kind of one of those you use it or lose it. So you either have a, a think of a paint can of soft touch liquid that's gotta be applied. You either open the can, use it all right then, or it's ruined. So you can't just open the can and print one. You prove it as is. We show you other people's books that have soft touch, so you'll know what it's gonna look and feel like. And then when we pop the top on the can to do it, you do them all. Some stuff has, uh, and I'm getting technical, I know, but some stuff has spot UV on it, some has foil stamping on it, and those items can't be printed one at a time either. Uh, 
I wanted to give y'all a chance if you wanted to. Here's a piece that had a spot, had a foil on it. You can kind of see how it shimmers in the light. Yeah. You know, people pay a little more for something like that. Mm -hmm. Graduation invitation. But it's not your everyday piece. Uh, we had a church that had basically like a business card inside this, but it was all about a giving campaign. And they went with that, and you can imagine once you had a card or something in it that was solid red or whatever that stuck that in there, then the words really popped for Give Hope. And Give Hope would be the pastor's sermon series title also for maybe six or eight weeks. So we designed and made these in addition to the cards that went in it. And that's just a you know, simple, creative way to accomplish something and maybe maybe going a little too fancy with it, but everybody that touched it kind of had your responses right now. Oh, okay. So I can either give you that or I can just give you this. Right. You know, and you get that, you're going, that's kind of, some people get that and they go, Church is sure wasting a lot of money, <laughs> I was going to say, that's a lot of money. It's going to give you a recommendation on you doing a stewardship campaign to finance it. You want to do it on the cheapest paper possible and say as little as you can. Yeah. Because people are going to look at that and say, hey, they're using towards money in a good way. They're not spending too much. Yeah. That's, that's neat, though. Because on the flip side, I've got companies that do what they call a presidential campaign. They only invite about 100 people to it. Yeah. And they take them to these montage resorts in Laguna Beach, California, and they, as a company, they pay for everything. And then these husband and wives fly in and stay three or four days and make their annual contributions of a million dollars plus. Yeah, they that's a company, not a church. Yeah. And uh, they spend top dollar to print what they give them because they do not want their clientele. It's a ministry that does it, believe it or not. It's a, it's a national Christian ministry that does all that. They want their customer base to know how much they value them. Not just by putting them into a fancy, fancy $500 a night type of montage resort, but when they hand them something that was printed for them, they don't want it to look like they ran over to Kinko's and said, well, here, we don't really care that much about you, but now make your million dollar donation to us. We have customers doing postcards, but they're doing them creatively, and they're making them into the form of a triangle that unfolds, you know, and it tells everything about their entire ministry, and it just unfolds into a bigger triangle. Uh, but they found that because of the demographics and who they're looking for, this had a greater impact. They also were the same people that did this one with a scratch off on it than just a straightforward, you know, this is what we're going to send out to our folks and hope that they hope that we have 8,000 people show up for summer camps this summer. So they send these things out to them. But we're just here to help. We're a resource. Um, the QR codes? Yes. Do you know, I mean, do, what is your, I don't know, like research or feedback or whatever? People actually know how to use them? Yeah, a lot, actually. A lot of times when we use them, they're, they're like, what? I don't even know what that well, is. Well. Yeah. Nobody else does. Yeah, that older. I know how to use them. I never use them. Yeah. Yeah, I do. You know, my first, uh, my first time going <clears throat> to QR codes was uh, house shopping, mm -hmm. and all the for sale signs had QR codes on it. So I finally asked an agent, "I'm like, what's that little whatever?" And they're like, "That's a QR code. If you have a QR code reader app on your phone or whatever, just hold your phone over it, and it's going to tell you and show you pictures of the house you without you even going in." Yeah, like, you don't even have to have a reader. Uh, yeah. You just hover over it and your camera yep. will bring it up. So most of that now is all integrated into our newer phones with all that technology to do those things. And, you know, it's kind of a good point. I mean, I just wondered if people actually knew how to use it. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know? There's no, there's like no age limit as to where to draw a line on that. But what I'm getting because of my kids, everybody 30 and under knew how to do this stuff 25 years ago. It's all of us, and I'm 46, it's all of us 30 and over are going, do we know how to use QR codes exactly? Or is like people know what they're doing? Like, is that working? I mean, we put someone's together a flyer for the 
a retreat that we did back in January for middle high school. Yeah. They didn't know how to use them. So I just wondered, like, you it's, being the company yeah. that puts that on your publication, like, do you hear that people actually know how to use it or not? I mean, the ones that we do it for are obviously accustomed to it, and that's not the first time they've done it. They do it regularly. So their first go around, I'm sure they had to be educated on how that worked. Um, it may have been a simple video that played during a sermon announcement on Sunday morning or something where they said, you know, you may have noticed a QR code. Uh, a lot of people are using videos like that now to educate their audience yeah. on what it is. Because the last thing we want to do is make anybody feel silly, dumb. Right. Because you don't, know, what do you mean you don't know what a QR code? Where'd you come from? So they just show a crazy video a lot of times. They go, you know, when you grab the card that you're going to hand out this week, you'll notice a QR code. And they'll have a phone slide over that hovers it and come to life. And they'll be like, you know, make sure you tell people. Yeah. But typically the first time around, everybody catches on after that and it spreads. You know, people just catch on. There are places who, obviously, my home church growing up, they would never do this. They're just, they're not ready. They may never be ready. They're still stuck in 1850. And if they could ride a horse to church, that's what they still would do. Yeah. And that's great. But, and I would ride the horse too. But watch this, though. This is what I'm coming up against. And I don't think it's just me. Mm -hmm. I think there's more. Nothing wrong with all this. I think it's awesome. I think mm -hmm. it's great. People use it. Praise God. That's, that's fantastic. But I'll tell you what I'm coming up against with students and with millennials right now. Mm -hmm. They're looking at all the stuff saying, I'm not trying to be mean here. They go, yeah. well, we can see that every day in the stuff we have to deal with. Yeah. Same way the music in the church. Well, we can see that any club we want to go to. We see this every day. They're looking for something different. Mm -hmm. And they're looking for something that's genuine. And they're looking for something that works. Yeah. And the ones I'm running into, and again, I'm not trying to be harsh. Yeah. They could care less if it's printed on this or just a white piece of paper with black ink. Mm -hmm. But they'll tell you in a heartbeat. They'll look you square in the eye and tell you in a heartbeat, you better be living every day what you're teaching me. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I, this that, is what I'm seeing. Yeah. This is what, I, what I'm hearing mm -hmm. and what I'm seeing. Yep. And, and they'll, I totally they'll agree tell you that. that in a heartbeat. I totally agree with that. And I, I didn't and mean to come across no, harsh. Hey, I'm a promoter. I like to promote yep. stuff. I like to see things done and I like it done with excellence. But when we get to a point when we're using things other than the truth of the gospel, to try to pull them in. Like you said yourself, you used to have the bigger and better show. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're doing to draw them in, you're going to have to keep doing it. Yeah. And eventually you're going to run out of stuff. Yeah, well, that, I think But the gospel's exactly. been genuine for over 2,000 years, and it's been drawing people for over 2,000 years. Yeah. So, sorry about that. That's no. free. That <laughs> Absolutely. I appreciate it, too. <laughs> <clears throat> I appreciate it. Oh. And genuine love, genuine caring. Yeah. Love. So anyhow, Crimson Inc., that's kind of who we are in a nutshell. Uh, it's obviously more than that, than, than who we are, what we can do, but your, your takeaway, just know that we can help from start to finish. We can take your idea, our designers can make it all come to life, we can print it on paper, we can reach your audience, we can handle getting mail lists and mail things out for you, we can handle storage, we can handle shipping, uh, any of that. We can also come to meet at any time and have brainstorming sessions that may end up producing nothing print related, but it may just help create clarity for what you're trying to do. We can come with suggestions. You can have an idea and we can come with a hundred ideas that came from a hundred churches. Um, so to me, that's the benefit that we like to offer is that we're out there. I like to tell everybody, just take advantage of me. One, because I did the church ministry staff stuff for a long time. And two, I spent another eight years 
observing a lot of churches across our state of all denominations, hearing and seeing what's working and what's not. Right. And it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It doesn't mean it's going to work for your church. But at least instead of throwing darts into a dark wilderness hoping you hit a tree, at least you right. know that that worked somewhere else. So we don't have to reinvent this. That worked. Let's try to do it. You ain't got to try to do what World Changers Church was doing. You ain't got to try to do the things that we do for Andy Stanley at North Point Church. You ain't got to try to do the things that we're doing for Jensen Franklin up at Free Chapel Church. Things that we do for 12 Stones Church. Some of these mega churches that are working like my theory in youth ministry all the time was what's working for the mega church? I'm not a mega church. Mm -hmm. So whatever they're doing, I got to funnel that thing way down anyhow to my spot to make it work. I got a great idea, but I ain't got 300 volunteers helping me take care of 7,000 teenagers. I got 10 kids and my wife and I. So, uh, you know, different budgets, different needs, different ministries, different locations, different people that we work with, but we just want to help along the way. And for some of us, print pieces, could and maybe should be a reality to add to our ammunition, to what we're doing, to help. And we can make it possible. And we just wanted you to know, you know, that not just that we're who, who Georgia Baptist is using, but I know when I was doing youth ministry and I was in the Georgia Baptist Church, I thought it pretty cool to have the print people <laughs> for Georgia Baptist come into my church and go, you can trust us. Yeah. We do this. We've worked like you work. Yeah. We've been in church, too, and we understand, and we just want to help. So thank you for your time. I might have went over. That's the old preacher in me.